I think we got back home at like eight. And we were just like, all right, it's time to chill. And like, we also have, um, you guys have a fireworks ban in Vancouver and we don't. Um, and like our dog gets uh, quite scared when, uh, when, uh, the fireworks go off. So we were trying to get back home with him so we could be, so we could be there when the fireworks start. And he was much happier and we just like had the TV nice and loud and, um, made sure, made it a lot easier for him to not really notice the fireworks going on. So. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually surprised at how late we got back, but it was plenty enough time to kind of get into our pajamas and get cozy and settle down and sit around and uh, ring in the new year the right way, but in a nice kind of laid back, but together and enjoying each other's company. So that was really great. Oh, that sounds that sounds like a lovely evening. Yeah, we we just barely crossed the finish line over to midnight, like lying in bed watching TV, and we're like <laughs> counting down the minutes. We're like, "Come on, I'm so tired. I want to go to sleep." And then like midnight comes around. All right, happy new year. Let's uh, make 2023 really good. Kiss goodnight. Fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. party hard. We, clearly, we actually almost missed the countdown. We were playing crib, and it was a really intense best of three, oh. and. Um, I won, of course. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and uh, it was like, okay, there's like three or four minutes left until New Year's. Let's get the the countdown going. And we were trying to find some sort of countdown or like a delayed feed from New York or something, and we couldn't find anything. What? Really? It's not quickly. And so I ended up just going to like whattimeisitnow.com and then <laughs> just doing a countdown there. And I got there exactly at 10 seconds. And then we just started like screaming like 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So a little unconventional, but it was good. Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where you can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan. And we're talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBC Radio, or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. All right. First recording of the new year. This is exciting. Yeah. Second show of the new year. Though. Second show of the new year, but the first time we're actually recording on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah Trying to trip me up. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because it it definitely feels like the holidays are over. Like oh yeah, everything's back full swing. Um, but my sister is still in Australia, and they're coming home soon, and we're doing kind of a Christmas with them on the fifteenth. Oh, fun! So when this comes out, it'll we'll have just finished it basically. Nice. And it's it's weird to think that because like we still have um a couple like Christmas things out because we have to you know, do gifts and we're doing the dinner and, you know, this big kind of family gathering and everything. And so it's just funny because like, I'm like, okay, it's basically summer. Like, or it's (laughs) (laughs) like, it's, it's like Christmas is over, you know, 300 days until the next one or whatever. Yeah. Um, And then I keep remembering that in a few days, it's like, oh, it's gonna be Christmas again for the day. And I'm thinking to my parents, I'm like, they got to still have the tree up and everyone's probably walking by being like, why do you sell your tree up? There's like, <laughs> like, wow, these people really love Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they're just super lazy. Oh my gosh, take your Christmas stuff down. Yeah. Way, way <laughs> past. Yeah, yeah. I think we still have our lights. I have yet to build up the courage to climb on our roof again and take uh, take off our lights. I don't want to. <laughs> you, you just need a long ladder you can put up beside the... Uh, uh. 
It's I wouldn't be able to get the because uh, they're all in clips in the gutters, right? So I have to actually get oh. up there, which is fine. It is what it is. <laughs> Sounds horrible. I know. It's been so like rainy and kind of gross, um. So I'm like, eh, I'm gonna I'll wait till like the first sunny day and like where yeah. it'll be pleasant outside and I'm not working or something like that. Yeah. So May. May. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good New Year's. I did. Yeah. Actually, um, my wife and I went uh, out for a little bit, and we ended up going to uh, a couple of places. We went to go to um. We kind of have a tradition normally around before Christmas of going to look at the um, these gingerbread uh, like houses that people make and they they people like will vote for the best one and as vote by donation so it's like five bucks or something and all the proceeds go to um, uh, oh no Habitat for Humanity and so um. They have them all set up in this uh, beautiful hotel, the Parkside, in their um, foyer, and uh, it's kind of around. You're surrounded by like this koi pond, and it's super nice. And like some of these gingerbread houses are absolutely unbelievable. I think the uh, the and they they normally have a theme, and I think this the this year's theme was like magical because there was somebody who built a unicorn, and it was like ma- everything is made. Uh, with edible things so like it was unbelievable the level of detail like i don't know if you saw like a trend um on like tiktok of people trying to like draw horses and it's like hilarious and nobody can get like the nose right but like oh my goodness the level of detail in this was absolutely incredible and it was like sort of front and center like right when you walk in and we're like oh my goodness like that kind of takes the cake right off the bat or takes a gingerbread right off the bat. <laughs> it was unreal. Um, That's awesome. Then we went to uh, we went to another hotel that they were doing like a Forest of Magic. Some sort. Some. It was supposed to be like a decorated Christmas trees, and I think they had taken them down like that day, so we just missed it, which is kind of annoying. Oh. But we just stopped into their uh, cocktail bar and had it, grabbed a cocktail. So because it was New awesome. Year's Eve. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah. What did you guys get up to? We went to two different cocktail bars. Had one. Cocktail at each. Nice. Um, Are we going to hear about them in like half an hour or so? (laughs) Yeah, one of them for sure. The other one, it was a little disappointed. Um, We're going to go back and I'll talk about it another time when we do go back because they have a lot of really fun cocktails. Yeah. But for New Year's, they're only running classic cocktails just to try to keep up with demand. Right. Fair enough. Which was uh, kind of disappointing because we went early so that we would beat everybody being there. Right. Because we wanted to have a nice quiet night at home. But I understand the business side of that. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to throw them under the bus. So they're going to get a second chance from us for sure because the vibe there was really cool and we liked the service. Yeah. Fair enough. And then we went to another cocktail bar because it was close by and we decided that we were going to try that one and we'd never been to either of them. And I'll talk about it later in the what you've been drinking because it's actually by coincidence what I wanted to talk about. Uh, And then we went to a friend's kind of housewarming slash New Year's party because they just bought a place and moved in in the middle of December. Oof, nice. And then we were home by 11 o'clock and played some Mario Party and just had a nice quiet evening in. So nice. uh, it was kind of a nice combination of being out and enjoying things, but without having to deal with the crowds and... As I get older, that is nicer and nicer. So, yeah. did you do any Boxing Day shopping? I don't think I did, actually. <laughs> yeah. We um we did. Some of it wasn't technically Boxing Day. It was just like year-end clearance. Right. 
got a couple of new pairs of shoes, which were on super sale at Ooh. Mac. And and then we got a new bed frame from the brick, and that was actually on Boxing Day sale. Nice. Uh, but we didn't get it until the new year. I think it was like January second that we actually purchased it. Oh, okay. And uh, but we just got it set up last night. It was really funny. We were doing the whole thing, and it's kind of like IKEA, but uh, where it's like flat packed, and you have to assemble it. Yeah. But everything's like nicer and stronger, and of course, whatever. Yeah. And so we were putting it together, and we're like, oh, there's pieces missing. Oh, no. Um, and it's funny because, like, Ikea instructions, they don't have any words because they want to be universal, right? So they just yeah. have, like, fingers pointing at stuff. So we always have this joke that Cleaner reads instructions and she just points at things without saying anything. And then <laughs> I have to figure out. How to... And so she's like, there's no pointing. What am I going to do? <laughs> so there was a little bit of, like, explanation on the brick stuff. But it was it was still, like, there wasn't, like, this is how things are going to be packed. This is whatever. It was just, like, this is what's included. This is where everything goes. Steps. Whatever, right? Yeah. And... We're like, okay, well, we're missing these slats. And there are these, like, five long slots that go across the the bed frame where that hold up the box spring. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, well, I guess we're going to have to call the brick and be like, where are the slats? You'll have to deliver them or whatever. And so I'm putting the headboard away into, the, into my office. And I just kind of hear this rattling. I'm like, what the heck? And I unzip the back part of the fabric. And they're tucked in there yeah and i was like how was i ever supposed to know that, that they were in there and so i just take it and, and then we pull them out and i have to move everything back out of the office and <laughs> back oh into the God. bedroom and continue assembling it and um that was the only real hiccup but Fair other than that i tried to put on the headboard backwards but yeah. uh, but yeah. then everything and so it was great yeah it was really nice uh but I mean, that's not nothing too exciting, except for it's just nice to finally have a bed frame and have our box spring off the ground since we moved here. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, yeah. Well, that's pretty... No, but do you... Is it, like, off the ground so you have, like, under bed storage as well? Or does it have drawers with it? Uh, there's no, like, incorporated bed storage, but there's a little bit of room. We slid, like, a step stool under the air, nice. and we can probably slide a couple small things. You only get maybe, like, two inches or so right. under the bed frame. Or, well, there's more under there, but under where the bed frame goes yeah, yeah. to get something under there. But um, the animals love sneaking under there. There's a couple of spots that have a bit of a higher access and cats are running around under there and everything. That's awesome. <laughs> Do it, cats doing cat things. Wee! Cats being zoom, cats, zoom, 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 yeah. Zoom, zoom. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really sweet. And it was a good uh, good sleep. Yeah, first sleep last, was last night and it went well. Um, I mean, it was the same mattress in Box Springs, so everything kind of felt the same. Totally. Until you swing your feet off the edge of the bed and it's lower down yeah. to the ground. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it was good. The, actually, the funniest thing is because of the headboard, my end table is just slightly further away from the bed than it was before. Yeah. And so I was on, I was on my phone last night and I dropped it twice between the bed and the bedside table because no. i was used to it just kind of like leaning on it <laughs> i didn't even realize it was just like boop. i was like oh no not again i was trying to sleep and she's like what are you doing i'm like i'm dropping my phone everywhere <laughs> <laughs> just ignore me just ignore it yeah all right so i guess we're starting off the new year with the uh with the what was our topic today um sports bar pub pub kind of kind of pub craft beer pub parlor. slash sports bar yeah 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 well, yeah, I've it's got... good to be back with topics, I think. I think so. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've got a good one for you today. Um, I think you've been here. I think we've t- brought you guys here um, when you were in Victoria. Probably not last time, but probably a couple of times before. So, um, 
it's a it's a favorite spot of mine for sure and it's called the drake the drake eatery and craft beer parlor which i thought was kind of cute way to put it very fancy um so in 2014 the drake eatery um um opened up and what they were really wanting to put a, a staple on is west coast craft beer and food and so they have 29 taps uh going all the time and they have they change them from i think they i think it's mon- monthly i couldn't really find information on how like when they do the changeovers and stuff like that but they always have really interesting beers and different and different ones like when you look at the tap list you don't really find like your classic victoria uh taps like you won't see like hoin dark matter or something like that you'll see like a bunch of different styles of beers and different like and just different ones that you wouldn't necessarily see at your local like just a regular pub or sports bar or something like that but they also do have a few that are outside of bc which is kind of cool because um they have a few from uh portland um as we know is a huge huge uh craft beer area they have i I see um Breakside from Portland, which is uh, up there for me in terms of some of, one of my favorite ones. Absolutely, yeah, and they even have some from uh, from uh, Belgium as well, which I thought was pretty cool. There's one. There's at least one from uh, at least in this round. Oh, great. Yeah, it was a raspberry lambic, which sounds really lovely. What kind of sets them apart is other than like a little bit of wine, they don't serve hard bar because they really want to showcase craft the craft beer. Uh, the of the west coast basically and um, uh wine is wine is certainly not hard bar no definitely not <laughs> so um and it's also kind of the way they've set it up is they want to have it kind of like like a full bodied experience so you have like area that it's very kind of open uh very west coast style like lots of wood and stuff like that and um it's not table service you go up to except for food they deliver the food but you go up um and order from the bar and bring it to your own table and stuff like that so you get like a really uh enriched experience and you get to enjoy like the entire facility and stuff like that and um i think for covid or maybe even before covid they opened up a uh, patio um and which is which overlooks Market Square, which in itself is a really neat part of Victoria, and it's very like one of the oldest parts of Victoria, and there's lots of history uh, to to be witnessed there, and uh, just a really amazing spot uh, right downtown. You're right by the water, um, and very close to everything. Um, kind of a little bit about the history of it, because you know me. It uh, so the reason that they call it the Drake. Um, which is actually kind of paying homage to uh, one of Victoria's first beer bars, um, which um, uh, was part of the Drake Hotel and Beer Parlor, which is uh, in Market Square, actually. And the the actual location of the Drake Hotel was across the courtyard from where they were, which I thought was really cool. Um, So they opened up in 1954, and closed in 1974. So it was kind of paying homage to a little bit of uh, the historic, histor- uh, a very historic, um, I guess, beer or uh, bar in Victoria. And it's really kind of interesting that they were able to uh, open the Drake Eatery, uh, like across the courtyard from where the Drake Hotel originally sat, um, like 60, almost 60 years ago. 
Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. Um, something I didn't really know is that they, all of their ingredients, or as much as they can, uh, are supplied by BC farmers and, yeah. and suppliers. Uh, so meats, all of their meats, uh, their produce and everything are from Victor- or from BC, I should say, which is really cool. They also are very involved in the community. So they were support, they support, uh, cops for cancer and tutor tour to rock um, and something that I had never heard of is that they also support, uh, the Island Chefs Collaborative, which supports small scale organic farmers on Va- Vancouver Island by offering zero interest microloans, which I thought was really cool. And as of 2019, they've been able to contribute over $15,000 to help uh, maintain a healthy food supply on the Island, which I thought was just really cool. So that's, that's, that's kind of their history and a little bit of what, what they're all about. Uh, but they really want to focus on the craft beer wow. and um, they part of their pro- craft beer program as they are always looking out for the best uh, examples of beer styles uh, and exclusively from independently owned craft beer uh, craft breweries. So you won't see like your Labatt's Blue or like your, I don't know your corona or anything and uh they always abide by like the brewers association standards for like what constitutes an independently owned craft brewery so you know that you know that you're getting true craft beer no matter what you order from the tap list it's kind of cool that they kind of advertise how they pour their beer as well so they will owe every every week they'll do a deep clean of all their faucets and disassemble jeez disassemble for a deep clean once a week every week which is kind of cool and all of their beer is made uh is served within their fresh state if you will which i didn't know was really a thing i assumed it was a thing but i to to actually see a like fresh date is kind of interesting um all of the kegs are inspected and if any of them are past what their their fresh date are or outside of um or obviously if there are any problems with it they'll send them back they're also cold stored uh until they're tapped yeah that's actually a pretty substantial difference obviously they have the cooler space for it but um most places won't store kegs in a cooler unless uh they have like a really large one that they can save it for so uh a lot of um breweries need to have preservatives or something in their beers to be able to keep it at room temperature in the keg Mm -hmm. and a lot of well i can't speak to a lot of craft breweries but i'm assuming most of the craft breweries are trying to stay away from those preservatives and stuff as much as possible so keeping in the fridge is gonna make a huge difference yeah absolutely kind of going more towards like uh the their their craft beer program they also their entire team is at least Sicarone server certified, which I may have mispronounced that, but I've never actually heard of this program. But I think it's uh, C I C E R O N E. I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but it seems like it's kind of like being like a level one in the sommelier training, but right. for beer. Interesting. Yeah, it's like it's like becoming like a sommelier, but yeah. it's for that's really for cool. Beer. I didn't know that that was a thing. So there you go. Yeah. you learn something new every day. Yeah, and they have four levels, just like um, Sommelier does as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, certification level. The, um, when you're doing the wine one, it has some beer stuff in it, but it's it's called WSET, so Wine Spirit Education Trust. Right. 
Hawaiian Spirit Education Trust, and they have level one, two, three, and then they have Master Sommelier, which is like, actually, I think they might have a four. Hmm. Anyway, Master Sommelier is like very, very, very hard to do, hmm. um, but you're a Sommelier once you get level three. Oh, really? Okay. But that's primarily used for wine, so uh, you obviously learn a little bit about spirits, but the further you go along, the more you're learning about wine. Oh, okay. So this seems to be the beer equivalent. Uh, we should do it, just for fun. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, sorry, going back to the Drake, with uh, in terms of their food, you have uh, some of some sharing plates, so you have some charcuterie boards from local meats and cheeses and locally made crackers as well, which is pretty cool. You have some small stuff like beer nuts and pretzels and mustard, which I know is a uh, favorite of yours there, Jeff. It comes with a horseradish mustard, which sounds lovely, and I'm pretty sh- I'm fairly certain that Corey and I have tried it before, and it's delicious. I know yeah. for a fact that I've had their kimchi grilled cheese, and it is absolutely out of this world. It is yeah, so okay. so good. I I feel like I'm a bit of a outlier, but I love kimchi and cheese together. Yeah, right. It, it's so taboo because there's not really any dairy in Korean culture. Really? Um, the first time I heard about it, someone had made a kimchi mac and cheese. And then at one of my restaurants, when we were doing features, I decided to rip it off and, and steal that idea. And I did it. <laughs> and I was blown away. And ever since then, I'm like, yeah, kimchi and cheese, absolute. Oh, yeah. It's banger money. together. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, it is so good. And I'm pretty sure I have that every time I go to the Drake. So <laughs> it sounds, I saw that and I was hoping you were going to mention it because it sounds so good. Oh, it's to die for. It's amazing. Anyway, this uh, this Drake the Drake eatery is a wonderful place to try different craft brew, uh, brews and wonderful like cool atmosphere, very chill, uh, really good in the summer. I think they open they have two because they're kind of on uh, they're at street level on Pandora Ave, but then in the Market Square they're kind of on the second level. So you have um, so you have the upper level for their patio. And I think in the summer they open up a lower patio as well, which is really neat. So there's lots of space to walk around and they even have on their upper level patio, a separate bar there with a few of their taps that you can just go up there and they'll pour whatever for you, which is really great. So you're not having to walk in and out of the place a lot. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So really nicely laid out. Very, very um very relaxed vibe in there and oh it's just a wonderful place to go try some new uh and different beers that you wouldn't necessarily find at your neighborhood pub that's for sure yeah yeah so and it looks like they do some of their own brewing as well so Harold Street Brewery is it was a collaboration between the owners of the Drake and the owners of Steel and Oak yeah 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 so it's a class yeah. so it's like a it's a combination it's a really good brewery and i might i'll probably be doing an episode on it because it's really yeah. really good i think i've only well, like they're, they're relatively new like i th- <sighs> yeah I they're they quite open. new because because well you know i run for steel and oak run club exactly yeah, yeah yeah and so like i recently found out about that and i was like i need to know so we got to go there and and i got to yeah, we got to go there. Absolutely. Yeah. Do and some reconnaissance. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to do an episode on it. And like, I've only been there once, though. And like, it was a really, really good time. Really good beer. I just want to get like a better, like, I want to go more than just once so I can get yeah. like a, just a better feel for it. But yeah. it's definitely Seems somewhere where I want to go back because they have a really, really good uh, beer list. It's a really nice spot as well. And it's really close to the Drake as well. So if you're dying for awesome. a kimchi grilled cheese, uh, but also some more beer, 
then uh, you're in luck. This is the place yeah. to be. And I see they have a lot of breweries that we've actually talked about so far. Yeah. Um, Steel and Oak, like we just mentioned, uh, Small Gods. Yeah. They have Bill Sauvage. Yeah. Yeah. And then their wine list as well. Um, a lot of local wines I saw as well that I'm quite familiar with in the Okanagan mm-hmm. or um, Naramata area. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of, lots of really good stuff here at the Drake, and it's, it's a wonderful place. If you ever find yourself in downtown Victoria, make sure you go to the Drake Eatery. It's located at 517 Pandora Avenue. Okay, well... So as we talked about, I want to tell you about something I've been drinking. Yes. And I won't go into the actual place very much, but it's a little um, distillery and cocktail bar called Odd Society. Uh Uh-huh. Not Old Society, Odd Society. Odd Society? Yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Is that what you're going to talk about? Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... um, this bar is called Odd Society, and they, they do a bunch of different, like, whiskeys and gin and uh, actually, a, uh, yeah, qu- yeah, quite a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I want to talk about specifically is a drink that I had when I went there on New Year's. So they had this special menu for the holidays, and a lot of them were kind of, like, holiday-ish, but very more just, like, wintry kind of drinks. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Kalina, my wife, had a Negroni cream, which kind of started off like a Negroni. It had gin and vermouth in it, but then it had a bunch of other flavors like uh, butter syrup and coffee liqueur, and it was really foamy. They had a five-spice sugar rim, and it got this beautiful, like, foamy, creamy kind of uh, texture and flavor to it, where Mm -hmm. even I, who doesn't really like gin, was like, oh, this is delicious. Um, And Negronis are, like, at the absolute pinnacle of drinks that i detest because i don't like gin i don't like vermouth and i don't like campari yeah and i i will have any of those three in the right combination with other things in drinks but the three of them together just the is so bitter to me and mm. clean is like i think it's sweet and i'm like well it's not <laughs> here we are <laughs> um anyway i'm not talking about that drink i'm talking about what i got and it was a it was a plum and smoke old-fashioned And so we got to choose between maple single malt, Commodore single malt, or Prospector rye. And the server suggested the rye, so I did that. And then it also came with uh, plum and oak old-fashioned syrup, which is basically demerara sugar, a bit of plum, Mm -hmm. either sugar or kind of juice or sweetener. uh, And then smoke flavor, so like liquid smoke or whatever. So it had this, and then it also had orange. And so it was like an old fashioned, but then it had a little bit of smokiness as if you were getting kind of like a peated whiskey or a peated scotch in the old fashioned, which yeah. is quite unusual because old fashions are a little bit on the sweeter side. Uh, it's like sweet and burn kind of. It's like having a bourbon on steroids, really. Yeah. Um, and then you had a little bit of that kind of umami and sweetness coming through from the plum and then the smokiness. And it was just absolutely so fantastic. Ooh. It was just enough different from a traditional old-fashioned that it was a really, really kind of great experience, and like a really like high sensory experience. You got kind of the smoke on the nose when you drank it, or like when you were drinking it, you'd smell the smoke. Um, you got the sweetness from the, the plum and uh, demerara syrup. Oof. 
you got the tartness from the orange and everything just balanced out so perfectly and it was so smooth and so easy to drink but it definitely was still like alcohol uh very um spirit forward mm-hmm. but there was no like it just kind of evaporated it was so nice and it kind of left you and a lot of old fashions i find overcompensate the sweetness and you kind of get like a almost like a sugary aftertaste on your lips or on your teeth afterwards yeah uh and this one didn't do that at all. So it was really, really well balanced, really well designed. And yeah. uh, if if I were to go back, I hope it would be on there again, but it probably wouldn't. But yeah. They're probably... that's kind of nice because I just really am excited to try anything else from them. So perfect. Um, yeah, those there was also a couple other cocktails that they had. Um, they had a cherry thyme kind of. Uh, it was rye based and it had a cherry thyme shrub, which is like kind of like an apple cider based drink. So it was like really kind of acidic and soda, soda y. So it's like mm-hmm. carbonated. Yeah. Um, but then it had creme de cassis in it, which would smooth that out a lot. Yeah. I would have tried that one. But again, we were only getting one drink and, and taking off. But yeah. yeah, there was very high potential and I can't wait to go back. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it's, that's a place to try again for sure. Yeah. It was absolutely phenomenal. So. Um, highly recommend it. Perfect. Uh, but that drink in particular, I know it's seasonal, and so it'll probably be gone by the time this comes out. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, if you had it, there, uh, there. If you had it, thumbs up. Yeah. And if you go there and uh, just try one of their flavored old fashions, and I'm sure it'll be just as good. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that sounds delicious. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I actually have a cocktail that I tried on New Year's Eve as well at a cocktail Perfect. bar in Victoria um, called Clive's, which we'll definitely have to take you to because it's, it's wonderful. It actually was uh, nominated. It's been nominated for uh, Best Bar in Canada for like 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. 2014, 2019, 2020, 2022. Uh, and it wow. ranks in Canada's 50 best bars at number 20, which is pretty good, wow. I think. Um, yeah, that's great. We were there for New Year's. We had just, uh, um, we had just kind of seen the the gingerbread houses and then the trees as well. And then we just decided that we were going to grab a cocktail at Clive's because we know it was, uh, this place is phenomenal. We've been there a couple of times, and their cocktails are out of this world. They're so good, and there's like so there's definitely something for everyone. And they're just like a a whole whack of different cocktails. Like there's I think four pages of cocktails and uh, uh, everything that you can think of. I think at least (laughs) Um, the one that I really want to talk about is uh, out of their beautiful British Columbia section. So all of the Mm. liquors are made out of uh, from uh, BC and that they use. And the one that I really want to talk about is called, I love, I live, I live in Fernwood and (laughs) it starts with, Rosemary and Sage infused Odd Society Commodore, which is hilarious. We, <laughs> we did not plan this, by the way. We do not tell each other what we're doing, so that was so funny when you saw that. So I, when I was looking at the Odd Society website, I couldn't find like a Rosemary and Sage infused uh, Commodore, um, just like the regular whiskey. So I'm assuming yeah, they that, might just do it in house. Totally, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So Rosemary and Sage infused Odd Society Commodore, also Sons of Vancouver Amaretto which is sounds mm. just delicious. Um, yeah. I think 
sorry, Dan. No, I no, think go ahead. On the menu, if it was a rosemary and sage infused um, alcohol, as it was, it would probably it would probably read as Odd Society rosemary and sage infused Commodore. Oh, interesting. But they're saying it's rosemary and sage infused Odd Society, and then Commodore. this drink, right? Yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So there you go. Um, uh, the, then it's got Armanac Plum Liquor, which is hilarious because you also yours was plum based, <laughs> plum juice, lime juice, and egg white. So this this cocktail from start to finish was absolutely brilliant. You start off with a really like herbaceous. You can really get a sense of the uh, this rosemary and sage. It's very like I said, herbaceous, earthy. Uh, it, it then like very really smoothly tra- smoothly transitions into this like almondine plum sweetness to finish off, and then you have a little bit of acidity, and then the egg, egg white makes it really creamy. So you had a nice little bit of that uh, egg white foam right on top, um, and every sip was just absolutely delicious. And oh, it was not. It had a fair amount of booze in it, but it did not taste boozy at all, uh, which is so so nice and very dangerous for me because i made myself only have one but i could have had multiple of these because it just wasn't too (laughs) sweet but it was just delicious just sweet enough to be delicious Uh, it was brilliant if you're ever in clive's or if you're ever in victoria go to clive's for they have the best cocktails oh so good all right jeff what do you have for me this week well i have i have a place that's near and dear to my heart um so my wife was born and grew up in Vernon. Yeah. And we, early on in our us started dating, we started making a yearly pilgrimage back to Vernon and we would spend some time there. And one of the places that we discovered at the time was this really old sports bar called Cal Sports Bar. <gasps> yes. <laughs> All right. And we had no idea what we were in for when we went there. Yeah. So... Fast forward to, to today, it's called The Cal now, so it's been rebranded slightly. It still has that um, Cal name in there, That's uh, awesome. named after Lake Cal Malka. Now, what's funny is that it's actually technically not named after Lake Cal Malka. Lake Cal Malka is, kind of, they were kind of named at the same time. So starting at the beginning, in 1892, <laughs> when Vernon was incorporated as a city and the railroad started going in there, there was a hotel built. That building is where the Cal now is located. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the same building. So it's been renovated and fixed up and stuff. But right. um, that the Kalamaka Hotel was opened with a sports bar or bar. Um, and at the time, it was named after a chief in the area living at the end of what was at the time called Long Lake, or in its indigenous name, uh, translated. And it was commonly pronounced Tanamelka. So the the naming of that then kind of became incorporated, and the hotel was named Kalimelka, like with an E instead of an A at the second one. Mm. And apparently the owner's two daughters at the age of 15 and 16 insisted that it should be spelled K-A-L-A, not K-A-L-E. Mm. And so it got renamed Kalamaka. And subsequently the, the lake, which was known as Long Lake, was renamed in, uh, I believe, the 1950s as Kalamaka, Lake Kalamaka as mm. well. 
So anybody that knows the area knows there's Okanagan Lake, which is like the big one. And then there's Lake Kalamalka, which is huge as well, but it's the one kind of next to it. Yeah. And Vernon kind of sits right between the two lakes. And so this hotel, which was put up in 1852, sorry, 1892, still stands today. And that is the oldest structure in Vernon. And the sports bar is the oldest living sports bar in Vernon. And it's gone through iterations, but it is still uh, not even the same ownership. But the, the kind of four walls are still there of... Wow. Malka. And the front door has changed locations and the building's been renovated, but that sports bar has been there since then. So Holy moly. Um, it's a Vernon establishment. Now, it, what we discovered when we went in there at the time, we we're like, hey, five cent wings. <laughs> now, granted, this was 20, no, not even, 2008, 2009, something like that. And... As long as you bought a drink, you could get five cent wings. Oh and God. so what that meant was, is you would get 10 wings for 50 cents. And you'd get a drink for, at the time, maybe, I don't know, three fifty, And you'd go in and you'd crush an unreasonable amount of wings. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, on occasion, 40 to 50 wings each. Why not? But it was what? $2? $2.50? And then... Uh, your drinks, you would have to have, I guess, what, four or five drinks. That's 12 to 15 bucks. 20 bucks, you've had four drinks and 40, wing, 40 wings or whatever. So, oh my God. Um, so that used to be every, or th- I believe three nights a week they would do that. And it's up to 87 cents a wing. Uh, and it has increased incrementally over time. And they've kept it as low as possible. Right. Um, but they've definitely had to increase it because of you know cost of chicken is getting higher and higher so um, they're basically selling the wings at cost anyway but what what is absolutely exceptional about this place is they have well they had 99 flavors of wings so it starts off very simply uh it has the basics which is hot suicide hot stopper which are increasing in heat Mm -hmm. honey garlic plum barbecue ranch sweet chili caesar teriyaki szechuan honey mustard then they have the dry flavors, salt and pepper, lemon pepper, Tex-Mex, dry Cajun, steak spice, garlic pepper, all dressed, and Greek spice. Great. Tons of flavors of wings. And then they start combining them. And they have combos of these flavors that are all independently named. And some of, the, some of my favorite ones are uh, Bee Sting, which is honey, garlic, and hot. There's uh, Wild Surprise, which is honestly... A wild surprise is plum and sweet chili, which doesn't sound like a very uh, pep, uh, like wing flavor, but they're absolutely incredible. I really like Farmer's Daughter, which is ranch and honey garlic. Oh, is, uh, so they have one called Branding Iron, which is ranch and hot, which is fantastic. They have a Cleopatra, which is Caesar, plum, and teriyaki sauce. Oh my God. Anyway, the list goes on. There's 99 of them, except. Last week, they just released their 100th flavor. So in the 14 years that I've known about this place, it's been 99. And last week, they did a vote. And they voted in the 100th flavor, which opens up a whole new realm of possibilities for different mixes as well. Yeah. So this might get a little out of, even more out of control. But Excellent. Can you guess what the 100th flavor is? No. And no peeking. Dill pickle. Oh. 
Nice. So it's a dill pickle dry rub. Oh. So that is really, yeah. (laughs) Um, So kudos to them for finally breaking out a 100th flavor. At the time as well, they had, they called them passports. And there was, they had 99 different beers from around the world that you could try. Most of them in cans. And you could get a passport and you would check off the beers once you tried them. And if you got to 33, 66, or 99, you'd get different um, benefits. Like a uh, 33, you'd get a gift card to their liquor store. 66, you'd get like a care package. And 99, you'd be entered to win a trip for two to anywhere in the world. And chances of finishing all 99 are so slim. You'd have a really good chance of winning, right? That ended up getting shut down a few years ago because it was encouraging drinking and the liquor board didn't like it. But they still maintained having a tremendous amount of beers. That's been cut back since they opened Monashies across the street. And originally Monashies was open as its own bar and each of them had their own liquor store. But then they shut down the Cal liquor store and they shut down the Monashies bar and they turned it into a giant liquor store. So it is a massive liquor store, huge walk-in beer section. They have... Um, massive amounts of wine from the Okanagan for sale. Just the selection in general there is just absolutely fantastic for local and international beers, wines, and spirits. So really amazing place. All of their food, they've been increasing their kind of selection to uh, build up better, um, better menus. They have every day they have a special like... Taco Tuesday, of course, burger and a beer, 87... Oh, I'm sorry, 87-cent wings is on Thursdays and Sundays. Um, they have primary dinner on Fridays. Um, yeah, and they have huge nachos. <laughs> um, to be honest, though, like, it's all about the wings. Oh, it's all about the... That's that's the draw. The other food is good, um, but the amount of times I've been there and eaten nothing but wings... Um, I honestly could not count on two hands. So, um, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Um, I know I've brought you there oh, to try them. And it's honestly, it's, it's a paralysis by indecision. But the good part is, is you can start narrowing it down. It's like, okay, I don't want anything hotter than hot. Well, that cuts off a substantial amount that are mixed with suicide or heart stopper. And I don't want, you know, anything. Because really, hot is hot. It's like Frank's. Um, and then the suicide flavor... I like spice, but even that is getting too hot for me. So <laughs> Heartstopper is like unstoppable. So, um, and it's, that's not even going into the levels that some of these wing places have now that are just like absurd heats. They have like nine or like 14 different spice levels. It's just, it's ridiculous. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, anyway, I could wax poetic all about these wings for forever, I- but. Um, what I remember as well, like when you when you took us there, um, it was incredible, and it is there's so many choice. There were so many choices, and there still are for like different flavors of wings. But I also really appreciated how good the wings were. Like they were, yeah. there was tons of meat on them. They were like fall off the bone. There, it wasn't just cheap and like a ton of flavors. It was high quality, or at least it tasted that way, right? Like it's yeah, yeah. They actually they do a good job, and they actually sell a lot of their sauces as well. Really? Um, like, I guess probably since COVID, they started doing that. They sell some of their more some of their more staple sauces, like their mayo based sauces. They even sell farmer's daughter uh, mix. They have some aiolis. They have some kind of unique sauces and salsa and vinaigrettes. So. They're all in the range of eight to twelve, thirteen dollars. So, good prices on that. They're a 
about a half liter each for those. So also the vibe there is really great. They have pool tables. They have virtual golf downstairs. They have just a really great vibe. All the locals go there. It's um, it's just kind of like a fun atmosphere. It's you know it's good service. They're not trying to be something that they're not. They're not you know over serving you and like you know just really casual but like good quality service. The servers are like happy to be there they're nice to you uh <laughs> even sometimes like we'll go in like a couple times in the same week because we were up there uh just for like a week at a time and the server would remember us even though they see however many people yeah probably remember us as the people that ate a billion wings but whatever <laughs> <laughs> hey you got to be remembered for something right yeah yeah and it's just yeah it's just like a nice small town pub and what they have they've installed like a ton of so they have they have tvs around the whole bar but they're not super intrusive Mm -hmm. they have one wall that is just covered in televisions and they have um they'll have like different games playing or whatever and then they'll have kind of like one in every corner of the bar as well and then like two in the middle so you can go there and not watch tv if you want right uh and not drown in in the sports bar aspect of it but it still has that vibe like you if you wanted to go like any seat you can see a television if you wanted to watch the game yeah um but it's not like right there in your face taking over everything so um yeah that place is brilliant it's amazing Um, yeah like i you run it and like each flavor is so unique as well um obviously there's some like cross carryover from a couple of flavors and stuff like that but like each of them you can tell are just unique in their own way it's it's so good yeah it's great and it's it's amazing that everyone can keep everything straight right like the the cooks i I, they must have a cheat sheet Mm -hmm. up on the wall because I i i remember going and thinking, okay, I want to try all of the flavors. <laughs> so I just keep like a mental note. And I would skip like the the super hot one, like the super, super hot ones. And yeah. I'd skip kind of the more basic ones you can get anywhere. But I was like, okay, I've tried this one, I've tried this one. And, and I know, well, I mean, I don't know. But I figure I'm ordering some that are like a little more uncommon, right? Because yeah. some of them scream absolutely this flavor or whatever. Yeah. Um, but some of them have got to be less common, and there's no way that there's one person back there that knows all of them off by heart. Not a Surely chance. Surely not. Surely not. <laughs> yeah. So the cow's been open for 130 years this year. 130 years this year. Yeah. That yeah. is that is. It's bonkers. established in 1892, so 130 years, and it's located right in the heart of downtown Vernon, which is, uh, and the address is. 3004 hmm. so 3004 30th Ave in Vernon BC that is an yeah. absolute must if you're in the Okanagan so it's right on the corner of 30th Ave and 30th Street okay yeah so yeah pretty much like right downtown um if you're driving through downtown Vernon like the old strip yeah you cannot miss it can't miss it yeah Vernon institution man it is well <laughs> worth the visit as well yeah, for sure. So good. This make me want wings. Why? Why would you talk about this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and if you go there, go across the street to Monashi's Wine and Spirits, and just even if you're just browsing, the the selection there is absolutely incredible. And uh, as far as I know, it's the same owners. Wow, really? Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and f- funny enough, Dan, do you remember uh, one of our first episodes? I think 
you talked about underground kombucha. Yeah. Yeah, it's brewed kitty corner to the to the cow. No way. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Kavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our Taste BC map. Make sure to follow us at Taste BC Radio on Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out where we will be tasting next, and never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really does help us grow, and we do really appreciate the feedback. Until next time, sport local and keep, keep it, it tasty. tasty. So a, a really great little uh, corner there. Yeah, no kidding. A little hub of, uh, it's a foodie central. Oh, yeah. Foodie and alkali? <laughs> alcoholy? Foodie? Alcoholy? Yeah, it was worth a shot. Never mind. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well. <laughs> On that note. <laughs>